Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premiere podcasting duo reunited after a week off with Rob Stevens taking my place. Mr. J.W. Crewall, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing really well, Riley. How are you? I am doing swell, man. Back from my last work trip and, uh, you know, we're really in the, the throes, the final stages of a project right now and everything's chaos, but... It's a, I don't know, lively chaos. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's better than kind of just sitting around on your, on your, you know, what, what, are you, sitting around on your hands? Yeah. Just yeah. Not doing anything? Yeah. You know, I was, I made a funny observation today. I don't, have you ever done this where I was like in a meeting and I had already like checked my emails prior to the meeting? And then I didn't really have anything to do for the portion of the meeting that, mm. that someone else was talking. And so I just looked at my emails on my phone instead of looking at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, disrespectful, I feel like. <laughs> just it's like a Zoom meeting where our cameras are all off. And so it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys do that too. Because I thought that yeah. it would just be good to be face to face with other people. But for some reason. When we're meeting with other clients, everybody just has their camera off. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's similar situations where it's like, there are these meetings that kind of go, you know, we're all kind of lumped in a big project and I'll give my portion of the presentation usually at the beginning because I'm a junior and I don't really have that much to say. <laughs> and then, sure. and then for like the rest of the meeting, it doesn't really involve me, but I still have to be there because I'm technically on that team. Yeah. So yeah, I just like, you know. I, I'm checking my emails or responding to people or something. Yeah. But it's you know, I, checking the email during the meeting isn't that weird. I, it was the fact that I took out my phone to do it <laughs> as opposed to just looking at the computer that was right in front of me. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So. I did have a snafu once. I don't know if I told the story on the podcast, but I had I was actually um, the, the scrum master. So I was like leading yeah. and then. I put up a, a chat window. Oh, can't do that during the meeting. Yeah, it was it was embarrassing. I can't do that. Was there something bad in the window, or is it just embarrassing that it was up at all? Um, it it wasn't necessarily bad, but it was just the people we were working with were kind of fumbling around a little bit, uh, and so my manager. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, my manager just kind of sent like it wasn't bad, but it was just like huh, that's interesting. Like, I'm surprised they didn't know this, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that is a little up. embarrassing. Yeah, 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 so it was funny. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some truly... I've never actually done that where I've, like, shared a chat by mistake, but I've seen some truly tragic things happen with the screen sharing and chat. No way. What's oh, the yeah. worst? What's the worst? Um, I, I probably can't speak to it too closely for confidentiality's sake, but... um. Basically, a high-level executive had messaged someone uh, who didn't have, like, their do not disturb on saying that someone else on the call uh, was, like, critically incompetent, uh, much less (laughs) kindly phrased. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that, like, vendor relationship did not continue. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine. So that was tough. That was a tough situation. Yeah, that's sad. And just meanwhile, <laughs> me and all the other Epic employees on the phone are just like, oh my 
goodness, did that just happen like in front of us? <laughs> right. <laughs> so wild. So wild. <laughs> but regardless of our professional fumbles, we have plenty of cool <laughs> stuff happening in the world of Pokemon right now, JW. That's right. We do. It is so good to be a Pokemon TCG player and especially to be a competitive TCG player. We got a lot of new news this week, particularly over the last couple of days, and we can't wait to share it with you. Yeah, so let's start with the top, talking about, finally, the new mechanic is revealed for the next block in the V-Stars, and JW, level Xs are finally back. <laughs> well... To to a degree, I saw a lot of people comparing. <laughs> I actually the two. was I was messaging a friend of mine when I saw people comparing them to level X's, and I'm pretty sure there's quite literally zero things in common between them. Uh, people have said the artwork is k- kind of similar, but okay. you could also like make the argument that they also look kind of like primes with kind of the close up on the head. Or I, like okay, so for context for the listeners headshot. as well. The first V-Star was revealed was an Arceus V-Star. And my take is there's only so many ways you can position an Arceus. <laughs> That's interesting. True. <laughs> so you're kind of limited, right? Like you're But I do feel like the the side profile is kind of the best, right? Because you get the full kind of view of the po- I don't know. No, I, mean, I, I think focusing on the head is not really the way to go. Sure. But there's there's still only so many RCI positions that you can be in. And I feel like we've already kind of covered them all. So, like, inevitably, there's going to be some overlap. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, people have been comparing them to, like, the the level Xs. And it makes no sense because there's no restriction on, you know, the number of Pokemon. So, level X were basically grouped in with their pre-evolution. So, you could only have four Luxray, for instance. You could only have four Luxray um SP and whether or not it was a regular SP or level X, you could only have four combined. So you'd have to make tough choices. Well, do I want to go three, one or do I want to go two, two? You know, those are the kinds of decisions that you have to make. You you don't have to do that with Arceus. Okay. You don't have to do that with Arceus. The other thing that, uh, you know, maybe distinguished the level X's was that you had to evolve them in the active position. That's the only way they could be evolved. That's also not the case with the Arceus. So really no comparison. Anyway, we're going to move past that. We just, we, I saw that a lot. I needed to reference it. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Also, one other thing that I have to say about the Arceus V star is that we should just call it Starkeus. Is, is it pronounced Arceus or Arceus? It's Arceus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's from like from, one of their official guides. That's the official way to pronounce it. Arceus. Arceus is definitely how you want to say it, but it's Arceus. Are you sure? And then going, I feel like I've seen Ar- Arceus Dialgopalkia on like streams and stuff. Well, that's. I think that's because the they don't know how to say it. But they're given a copy of how to pronounce things. Because I remember <sighs> like Verizian was a controversial one. <laughs> Uh, its official pronunciation was revealed in a Pokemon.com mailbag as Arceus. Pokemon.com mailbag. Yeah. Dang. I'm on PokemonDB.net. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> PokemonDB.net. Don't be lying. 
That's true. So anyway, Arceus, Arceus, I think we should call it Starkius or Starceus. Just Arceus V-Star. Sure. Put, now, put it, it gets front. tough when there becomes multiple V-Star Pokemon that don't fit as nicely into that paradigm. Well, that's true, but at least for this one. That's I think fair. it's got to be that way. That's fair. And just let it be known further that, that I was the first one to say it, so all credits... Go to and me royalties on that and royalties etc so so let's actually t- talk about the card because i feel like <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten really off track we we like went critically in a different direction there <laughs> um so arceus v star um kind of like the new it's almost like a v max like you evolve it from a v uh so arceus arceus v evolves into arceus v star However, it only gives up two prizes. It does have a, an HP boost. It, it has 280 HP as opposed to like the 300 plus of a right. VMAX, but it only gives up two prizes. So I think that's like more than fair. Um, and Arceus has an attack, which accelerates three energy into play. And it has an ability, which is its V-Star power. And the kind of the idea is a V-Star power can only be used once per game. Uh, and Arceus's V-Star power is to retrieve two cards from your deck and put them into your hand. Uh, any two cards that you want, like a double comp search for free. And, I mean, it's a pretty good card, like, outright. And usually what we've seen is those very first of a mechanic isn't necessarily the strongest that mechanic's going to be. Uh, so I'll be curious to see, like, how powerful of effects that we see on these V-Star powers. I mean, JW, what's your initial impressions of the Arceus Arceus V-Star? Well, I initially thought, oh my gosh, this is incredibly good. I could see, you know, the entire metagame warping around this card. And then I kind of walked it back a little bit because when we think about the V-Star power and Starbirth, I kind of imagine Starbirth, of course it's going to be good at the end of the game to get your boss um, or your last, you know, resource, your last energy or your last Pokemon or wh- whatever you need, you know, it's that, that those last few resources to close out the game. But I was also thinking of it more as a, as an early game ability. It's not particularly strong in the yeah. early game because you have to evolve, of course, from the Arceus. So if you're playing, you know, a thinner line, if your whole deck isn't formed around Arceus, then you probably won't find, you know, your one, one or your two, two, like you probably won't find those pieces early enough in the game to be able to use star birth. Because I think when you see search your deck for up to two cards and put them into your hand immediately, you go to, Oh, well now I can get stage twos into play. Right. But then, you know, if you're thinking about stage twos again, that's, you, you want to have the setup as early as possible, but then if you're not putting an emphasis on the Arceus V star and getting that into play, then you're probably not going to be able to use the ability early. So I, I just was initially thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so good. But then the evolution restriction kind of made me walk it back just a little bit and say, yeah, this is probably very useful for a lot of decks, but maybe not as overpowered as I initially thought. And certainly isn't, I think the savior by any means of you know stage two or I mean, heavy stage combo two decks. Need, need plenty more <laughs> sure sure they need plenty more but just saying like I, I you know if anyone was thinking oh yes this is the card that saves stage twos or can make them a little bit more viable certainly it makes them a little bit more viable 
but not to the extent that it completely resuscitates them. So I don't know. I was really high on it. I think it's quite a good card, but um, in terms of like bringing back something like bringing back stage twos and, and making those viable, it certainly uh, can't do that in my eyes. So, yeah, I, I have like similar ish thoughts. I, I think the power is really good. I think in most decks, it's most powerful at the end of the game, though, where you can, like, evolution incense for a boss and an energy, I think is, like, a pretty common way that you might use that. The the problem I see with Arceus is um, you either build a deck around it, in which case its attack is okay and i think the price trade is probably decent at least into v maxes um but you're only really relying on the 200 swing you got no real tricks and you got the one ability i guess that you can use sometime in the game um what i do like about playing arceus like kind of by itself is that you can play the dunsparce to remove the fighting weakness off the arceus which is a very relevant weakness to have the problem if you play arceus is like a tech like a 1-1 or a 2-2 in a deck to give you like extra evo incense outs to winning the game is Mm -hmm. um you put a huge liability for like urshifu and and rapid like single and rapid strikes just be able to pick off of your bench um which isn't great like a lot of decks are barely playing even crobat right now right (laughs) and Arceus kind of has similar problems as Crobat. Like, it is a V, so it will be shut off by path. It is um, weak to fighting, so the the bears will eat it alive. Um, and it's not a basic that you can just get immediate value out of either, you know, whereas right. Crobat has that benefit going for it. So, right. I don't know. I, I think it's a good card. I, I think oh, the mechanic sure, is sure. very interesting as well. Yeah. I'm very interested and, to see where they take it. Yeah, and it, it, it bears uh, in mind that it says V star power. And if it was just limited to abilities, then it would probably be, you know, V star ability, but it says V star power. So we don't really know what power necessarily entails. Uh, abilities are obviously part of it, but it could also be attacks. Um, it could also be some other new mechanic. I mean, probably not, but like just saying that it's not going to be limited most likely to just abilities. Um, yeah. We could I was also actually see... going to ask, like, do you think it'll extend beyond abilities? Because to me, when I hear power in Pokemon, I think of like Pokey Power, which right. was more or less an ability. Right. I I think it will extend beyond abilities. Truthfully, I really do. Like, I mean, GX attacks. You know, I I think it's just another way for them to be able to like group, group things more flexibility. Yeah. yeah, more flexibility in what they can roll out. So I think we will see attacks. Jolly Flying Man in the stars. in the live chat calling out maybe there could be v-star trainers supporters items do you think that would ever be a thing i'm a little hesitant on that one that could be very cool i i doubt it but i mean you never know you never know (laughs) so jw what's your number one wish list for a v-star i mean the cards look pretty freaking cool is there anything yeah i wonder if they'll be limited to just legendary pokemon you know, you, you you never know. I mean, obviously GXs were not, but um, could be. I mean, they lead with an Arceus V Star, so like maybe there's some kind of precedent. Maybe a Dalg and a Palkia next. Right. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like, certainly this seems to coincide with the 
the new Pokemon games that are going to be released, Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um, so, I, yeah, I would expect those other legendaries to be prevalent. Maybe even the Uxi trio. I think that was also in that game. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, anyway. What would be a wish list Pokemon? I mean, obviously I love Dragonite, but I would like to see them extend these. Like I loved the GX mechanic for the most part. It obviously created towards the end of the life when it was really just tag team GXs being viable. It created some really kind of heinous situations, but <laughs> certainly in the early, early uh, days of GX attacks, I thought that those were very skillful and allowed for some comebacks that otherwise wouldn't have been possible. So I would like to just see them go hog wild and give everything a, uh, uh, a V star ability or yeah. make, make maybe like separate lines, you know? So we see that these V stars are evolution Pokemon. So maybe like have a V max and a V star. Right, right. So they have a V max and a V star, or it's a stage that two Pokemon cool. that also yeah. has, you know, a V star or something like that. I don't know. I don't quite know how that works, but um, I'd like to see a little bit of creativity on that front. Yeah. A, v, a, a line that had a V max and a V star, I think would be really cool. You know, having yeah. that, Ooh, what's it going to evolve into kind of moment? Yes, exactly. Exactly. I feel like I we don't have a ton game, of those anymore. I think that's what the game could could really use. I think the only one that we really have right now is the Inteleon. Yeah, I was going to say the Inteleon, but it barely feels like it counts. <laughs> yep. So, what would you like to see, Riley? Um, in terms of Pokemon, I don't know if I have any strong opinions. I think they will likely try and feature some of like the Hisuian forms from the uh, from the new games, Brilliant Giant, or from the Legends of Arceus game mm-hmm. um i i'm trying to like remember might be do like a cleavor v star would be cool <laughs> that would be pretty cool um so that's like some things that immediately spring to mind i don't know if you, i'm really curious to see where they go with the with the mechanic because honestly like the ability is really strong you know the fact that you can just use it like typically that's something like that powerful is usually like uh, it has some sort of opportunity cost, like it's a supporter or something, or it ends your turn for doing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this just like you get to keep going. <laughs> you do, yeah. That's that's really cool. There's so, kind of like a there's like a snowball element to it. Right? Yeah. Where so they're you... they're setting the precedent, I guess is what I'm saying, for this is like a very powerful thing. Uh so I'm kind of curious like what the next one of that would be. You know? Maybe right. there is a V star power where it's just like, yeah, like once per game, you get to put a stage two on your bench or something. Sure. Or once per game, item lock. Or once per game, like a hex maniac effect. Like I could see yeah. this going in really cool directions where you have this very skillful ability or, you know, possibly attack, but this very cool ability where you just are able to create or, you know, like an N effect, right? Like how cool would that be? You know, force <laughs> yeah, like a reset awesome. stamp or N effect, right? Shuffle your hands in and force your opponent to draw a number of cards equal to their prizes like i think that would be really interesting and dynamic and uh, uh create more balance in the game but let's talk a little bit about what this adds to maybe balancing of the game we kind of are not so high on vmax pokemon and the three prize pokemon in general right yeah is this is this a step in the right direction to have these higher hp two prize pokemon in v stars i think like inherently i would rather power creep the two prizers than add three prizers um because being able to to just knock out two Pokemon to win the game is relatively unsatisfying to me. There's just so there's so much more gameplay that happens with that need to take an extra knockout, especially if those aren't one hit KOs. 
which yep. it looks like more or less that the the intent isn't for these V stars to slam at each other and want to KO each other. Um, you know, so get a little more prize tradey kind of stuff going on there, which I like. I am a fan of that. Is it like a perfect solution? Maybe not. I mean, now we have these ridiculously high HP two prizers, which, you know, sets the stage twos and stage ones like further and further behind. Um, but I think that's more of a problem with the fact that stage twos and stage ones aren't creeping at the same rate as like our multi-prize Pokemon more than anything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I also think it's pretty interesting that uh, that these attacks, like you mentioned, are going to be two-shotting, you know, everything, right? Whether it's a V-star, mm-hmm. a regular V, like the idea probably that that they're at least hinting at is that, yeah, you're going to need to be, you know, two-shotting even the basic V Pokemon, which I think is great. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there are other V stars that have like a little meteor attacks. I mean, the Arceus, Arceus, sheesh, the Arceus's <laughs> attack it does have like a pretty substantial like supportive effect on it. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if there are more vanilla attacks or um, even like repercussion based attacks that do significantly more damage. Um, but I, I do agree, like, I think the precedent of, like, these things not just immediately okoing each other is hopefully there. And, um, you know, I think if we could get back to, like, a multi-attack, uh, multi-knockout meta, then I think a lot of people would be a lot more satisfied. I'm with you. Including myself. Including myself. Including me as well. That makes two. <laughs> that makes two. And I mean, that's enough to design the game around. That's two people you can play <laughs> who can play together. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think I think we got the money where our mouths are right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have like further thoughts on on sort of the balance direction of that? I, it seems good. It seems like a great step. Um, you know, Arceus, if it is like the strongest, I, I don't know. They've never really released a new mechanic that has as much promise as I feel like Arceus V-Star does, right? We were talking about normally when they release something EXs, the first wave of EXs sucked. The first wave of VMAXs outside of Snorlax and Expanded sucked. The first wave of GXs, you know, were trash. Like, But now we see Arceus and we're like, oh yeah, that really kind of slots in. Like I can imagine either a whole deck being built around this card and doing very well or it being a support Pokemon. I think the possibilities that I see with this card are huge as, you know, both the main attacker as both the support to another archetype. It's just really exciting card design. And uh, I I like it in terms of, of the balance and what, and what they've done. And it's visually pleasing, which is I mean, super I, important. Uh, uh, very, very important. <laughs> awesome. Any other thoughts on, v stars can't wait give us more baby give us more yeah i'm excited to learn more i'm excited to see more of the cards and and feel them in my hands (laughs) absolutely cool so let's then move into our card of the day so jw the card of the day for this week is kind of a unique card in the fact that the pokemon featured on this card 
to my knowledge, is the only one that utilized this mechanic and had multiple different cards that used that mechanic. Um, and so I'll get the Pokédex entry up for you so you can give it a swing. Okay. Um, all right, ready? I I am ready. So this Pokemon is said to have emerged from an egg in a place where there was nothing. And it had something about multiple mechanics? There was multiple versions of this Pokemon card within the same mechanic, if that makes sense. Oh, so like multiple GXs, for yeah, so Yeah, so there was like... You know, there's multiple Mewtwo EX. Right. There's a multi- right. multiple of this card within this mechanic. And to my knowledge, there it's the only Pokemon that fit this bill for this mechanic. Oh, man. Uh, I I honestly, like, I'm thinking it has to be a legendary Pokemon. Um, and, like, my initial thought, and I, it's probably an older mechanic. Um that I am not as well versed in. Like I'm thinking of like Victini, but that's like very clearly wrong. <laughs> but uh, cause I'm thinking of like, you know, there's the Victini V and there's a couple of those. Um, so what is it? It is Arceus level X. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so I actually, this is actually an interesting card and I kind of wanted to contrast it and show how different it is versus Arceus. I hate V-Star. it so much. So, there are two Arceus level X's. Um, they no, both, there are three. There are three Arceus level X's. Are they all unique? I I thought there was two. They are. No, they're they're all unique. Yeah. Oh yeah. I might even have them. I don't. I, it would take. Wait, me what now. is the I third one? There's in, there's Meteor Blast, and me. then there's Omniscient. What is the third one? There's another one that's oh, very Psychic similar. Bolt. Psychic yeah. Bolt. It's yeah. like the same thing as Meteor Blast. But it takes different... Yeah, different uh, energy types. Energy, yeah. <laughs> so there are three different Arceus LLXs. The one that's actually interesting is the one with the Omniscient Pokemon. Omniscient, yes. That uh, was so cool. So back in like the 2010 era of the game, 2009, 2010, um, there was a slew of Arceus cards. And for context, like in the video games, you can give Arceus uh, an item referred to as a plate of different types and Arceus would assume that type. So Arceus' whole thing is that it can change types. So the way that was replicated in the game in the Arceus set (laughs) was that you could play unlimited Arceus in your deck and there was all these different types of Arceus. They had different attacks and different abilities or pokey powers and pokey bodies and you would kind of assimilate them all and what tied it all together was the Arceus Level X. Uh, so Arceus Level X shares the type as its previous level. So if you leveled it up from like a Psychic Arceus, you remain Psychic when you level up. And the Omniscient Pokebody let it use the attacks from any of the Arceus that you have in play. So you'd create this like really cool toolbox where there are some more like offensive oriented Arceus attacks, some more setup based Arceus attacks where you'd like accelerate energy to your whole board. And you would get to pick and choose the type that you actually attack with into your matchups. So it's just a super flexible deck. And it's a mechanic that we've never really seen revisited uh, with the like unlimited number of Arceus that you could play. Like you could literally play 60 Arceus and 
that was a legitimate deck list. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like those cheesy deck lists where it's like, oh, it's like Pikachu, Pikachu V, Pikachu V Max. It is 60 right. of the exact same Arceus you could play as a deck. <laughs> and that, yeah, and nobody could say no. Like, it, it, it is legitimate. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Uh, Arceus Level X does one of its, like, four or five arts because <laughs> the Arceus also have different arts. Looks vaguely similar to Arceus V Star, and that is their only similarity between the two of them. Yep, yep, it's very cool. I mean, I really liked that deck, and there were a it few things. If I can just talk a little bit about that archetype for a yeah, second, because for I think this is some good history for those of you that uh, didn't play in this era. Um, there's some art-based history here uh, with the swells, that kind of the circular. Um, like holographic pattern on the card. So there's a colorless Arceus and it has kind of the center of these rings, these swells. And then each subsequent card, you know, has only the halves of that circle. So they all kind of like point inward in a way, if that makes any sense. If you look at the cards, you'll see, but it's like one has the center of the circle and then, you know, lightning, dark fire and psychic have the right half of the circle and fighting, you know, grass, water, whatever, have the other half of the circle. So they all kind of like point inward to the to the colorless one if you have them all laid out on a table. The other cool thing, well, there's actually two more cool things. The colorless Arceus has this ripple swell attack for free. It says if you have six Arceus in play, so if your whole bench is Arceus, and they're all different types, then you could search your deck for up to six basic energy cards and attach them to all your Arceus. That was really sweet because, you know, you just accelerate energy out of your deck for free. And that was the attack that you wanted to use on the first turn of the game. There was one other way that I remember to move energy to any Arceus in play. I, I can't remember a, if it was like a might have been an item. stadium stadium or item. Yeah. Yeah, there was some, I think it was a stadium that you could play where you could move your energy anywhere. So you would ripple swell, you'd get all your energy in play. And then yeah, it was ultimate zone. ultimate zone. Ultimate zone. There we go. And then, what was that? An, that was a stadium, right? It was a stadium, yeah. Okay. And then the other thing is that all these Arceus have different weaknesses. Do you remember about this when you played this archetype? Oh, gosh. I, I've only ever played it like casually with Wilmant, though, so... <laughs> So there's one card that could take away weakness in this uh, in this format. Do you remember what it is? No. Okay, there's a Lucario GL from Rising Rivals. And normally <laughs> this is, you know, it's an SP Pokemon, so you would normally only play it in SP decks. Um and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily take away the weakness, but it makes weakness times two for each Pokemon. So that would be another way as opposed to uh, hitting in for plus 30 weakness at the time or plus 20 or plus 10, it would make each weakness times two. So your Arceus could go a little bit farther in the games because you could play the Lucario down so and each funny. Pokemon gets times two. So you're going to be hitting you know, twice as hard as opposed to just adding 10, 20, 30 uh, damage counters. So anyway, that's some, that's some Arceus lore for you guys. <laughs> the Arceus deck is just insanely cool. That is very cool. It was very cool. Maybe they'll make a new mechanic uh, for Arceus as like a basic Pokemon again. But probably so. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doubt it. But 
It'd be really cool. <laughs> Probably not. It's a lot to manage. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, they literally had to make a whole set for RCS. (laughs) I don't think they would do that again, to be honest. So true. So true. (laughs) So, JW, I think it's time for us to segue then into the second half of the cast here, um, where we talk about the return of Pokemon events. But before we get into that, I think we got to thank our sponsor at Manscaped. So support for the Tag Team Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package has changed the grooming game completely. And for those of you who are going to regionals, we have the best news for you. Their refined body wash is the perfect way to round out your hygiene routine. Just throw it in your suitcase or your duffel bag. Bring it with you to the hotel. Maybe take a shower while you're there and use that body wash, and you'll be joining the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine. And the good news is, Tag Team's got just the deal for you. You go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Tag Team. Yeah, it's a great great offer that manscape has extended to us as sponsors of the cast and it's been a while riley since i've had to really think about being in a room with two three four five hundred other people and uh, (laughs) potentially being close to them and i know i want to smell my best i know there are many out there that probably haven't smelled their best in a while i actually (laughs) just got a we just got a cologne from manscaped that uh, I don't know. You got this one too, Riley. Yeah, right? I did. Refined. Do you like it? I I, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's fresh. It's very like it's very um, it's very like fresh smelling. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of like new laundry smelling, and uh, it, it would be kind of a smell that I would expect at a hotel when I first lay down on the on the pillow. I'd be like, if I smell this, then I know everything's clean and fresh. So check it out. We got this refined cologne. They have a body wash like Riley was talking about. A lot of other grooming products. Just check it out. Go to manscaped.com. And while you're there, of course, you purchase something. You can get 20% off free shipping with tag team code. 20% off free shipping with tag team. You get great stuff for the upcoming regional world circuit. And you help support your favorite podcast. What could be better? I mean, for real, for real. And I know that I'll play my best when I'm feeling my best, and I'll feel my best when I'm looking my best. So uh, taking advantage of all their products to up the grooming routine is definitely the move. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you so much to Manscaped for sponsoring the cast, and uh, we uh, we hope you take advantage of this uh, of this 20% off offer. Awesome. That said, JW regionals international championships world championships the season is coming upon us as of today we have information about the upcoming championship point season with regionals returning to us in march leading up to like we predicted here the first ic in europe in late april i mean what's the take man what's going on Well, we're so excited for live events to return. It's great. I'm stoked. I can't wait to hopefully go to, you know, a few. We got a baby 
around the corner. Uh, so, you know, probably probably staying home for most of these tournaments. But take a little FMLA from, <laughs> from yeah, tournaments. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But I, I'm going to be so excited to at least follow the action. Try to go to a few, of course, the Col- the one in Columbus, the IC in Columbus, uh, where I currently live. This is going to be an easy one to uh, to sell to my wife. But um, it's so exciting. I can't believe we're back, and uh, uh, it just feels feels so good, feels so right. Yeah, and the the locations are, are pretty awesome too. We got places like Salt Lake City during ski season. So if you're looking to hit some slopes after going 03 <laughs> then you can join me up there um you got orlando during like the spring break time frame so it'll be super nice and beautiful maybe take a swing mm-hmm. to disney and uh something that i learned actually uh courtesy of christopher shamansky is all of these locations are accessible from the airports via public transit um, Whoa. so one thing I've noticed when I, I flew to a lot of these regionals over the last few years is I would have to take like a 40 minute Uber or like some insane rideshare thing to get to like the hotels that were near the venue. Um, so being able just to like shuttle or, or bus over to, um, to your actual location is a huge win. It's, I think that's like kind of under appreciated. <laughs> I, no, no, not by me. I mean, the older I get, the less I want to travel. So when I yep. have a tournament venue that's either connected to the airport or like you said, public transportation uh, ride away from the airport, I am you know, more incentivized to go to that regional. So I, agree. I think back to, I think back to Dallas. I think that's probably one of my, favorite regional tournaments yeah, just, just right because <laughs> the the venue is you know attached to the airport it's just so nice uh in terms of of you know transport right you just fly into the airport you get your hotel and you're you're all set to go for the weekend so yeah i agree i agree so i'm i'm just so excited it's so cool to see this stuff back on the books we got the euic in frankfurt germany coming up in late april i think 22nd of april is the is the day it starts uh which is also really cool um i would love to be able to to head out there if the cards align that cards align get it i Uh, get it i get it and uh something that's excited a lot of people in the states especially people who've been playing for a while is there is a regional in indy this year so a lot of folks have missed being able to go to uh the national championship in Indy uh, and that's been kind of replaced by Columbus long term it looks like but we do have a regional coming up in Indy so Indy stands your hope is not altogether vanquished yeah I mean it certainly seems like they are you know if this is kind of a half season it, it almost feels like they're or maybe less than half a season it almost feels like they're adding more events than we would have had at least more midwestern events which is where most of the player base is right yeah like we're getting Wisconsin Indy as regionals where before we maybe had Wisconsin and like St. Louis. Well, um, there was Fort Wayne too. Oh, I guess Fort Wayne as well. Hmm. So maybe this one is replacing Fort Wayne. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I retract that a little bit in any <laughs> case, in any case, uh, it's great to see that uh, we'll be returning to Indy in some capacity. And uh, yeah. And of course we have the, the Columbus international. So which of these tournaments Riley, are you hoping to make it to? Um, 
I haven't done a ton of looking at the actual dates to location uh, to figure out like what'll work for me. Uh, they're like kind of far enough out that you know you can plan around them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. To be honest, I I just want to figure out what places look most interesting to go to. Obviously, I'll be at Milwaukee because <laughs> that's just an hour hour and a half away from my apartment. Um, I think I'll be at Indy for sure as well. I'll of course be at the Columbus Internationals. I would love to go to Frankfurt. I don't know if that's mm. a possibility or not. Um, and then we'll kind of pick and choose from the regionals from there, just based on like prices, timing, stuff like that. Cool. But you're hoping to go to like as many as possible or just as, you know, as few as you need to satisfy the craving or are you trying to chase <laughs> top 16? Like where, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not chasing top 16 this year. I think it's going to be a little hectic to say the least with the compressed time frame. And I don't know if that's good for my mental health. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Um, I, I think I'll at least go to satisfy the craving, you know, finish out the invite. Um, with however many points lord knows how many i have left at this point i haven't thought about my championship points in so long <laughs> i think i'm under 20 i believe i think i'm at like 15 so i would just need to go to a you know league cup or a league challenge yeah. or something to finish it off i'm so. not super looking forward to like league cup weekends returning um but i'll make do i'll make do there maybe i'll go. bring home a few play mats to make it worth it there you go. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm excited though to kind of have a, that that structured excuse to like go out and do something and see <laughs> friends and hang out and have that shared experience. Um, I, there's a lot to be said for just the camaraderie that's at these events that I have really personally missed, and I think that was the biggest thing with the announcement for me was just like you know having that on the horizon as something to look forward to. Yeah, no doubt. I would like to go to, you know, a number of these tournaments. I just feel that I've felt for actually the last, you know, three, four, five months, just that competitive fire building back up. Yeah. Um, And it's just kind of intensified that much more knowing that there's events on the horizon. I got to be at the top of my game. Uh, I got to, you know, I'm devoted, you know, through this podcast and through other uh, avenues, the the Discord where you can get some you know free advice from me, um, you know the coaching sessions that I do, uh, YouTube to you know bringing that um, high level analysis and uh, uh, strategy that is necessary to perform at a high level. So um, I'm just excited too to continue content. You know, it, 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 they announced these regionals and it's like I also was thinking, you know, personally like oh that's so much more content or possible content that I can that I can put out. Um, for Love it. for the people yeah. that uh, that need that, so I'm it's super about exciting, that well. man! It's cool stuff ahead. I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens. And what I think is interesting too is you know the game right now in terms of like the meta and stuff like that. It's going to be completely different by the time we return to IRL. We're going to have like multiple set drops. We're going to have we're going to have Ultra Ball back. We're going to have Ultra Ball back by that time. So. <laughs> It's gonna be a it's gonna be a different ball game out there, literally and figuratively. Yeah, and I think one thing that uh, is really interesting about you know IRL tournaments coming back is just that I I feel like with the game growing as it is um, at the rate that it has been, it at least it's felt on the online scene. I feel like there will be more of an emphasis 
to become better with decks like earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, the online solving the meta a little scene, faster. Yeah, solving the meta. Uh, the online tournament scene is kind of established. Like people know what's going on. There are a lot of still a lot of tournaments. There still will be a lot of tournaments. But then like even watching content creators that make content before uh, the new set drops to have just a little bit better of an idea. Like no longer gone are the days where we could walk into a tournament with just like a a a good like consistent deck from the new set and do well. Like not only does it have to be a good consistent deck, it has to be good for the developed meta that, you know, is more likely to happen heading into tournaments, you know, especially with a new set uh recently dropped. So and a I think new that's client also by then too. What's that? And a new client by then too. And a new client. Oh my gosh, there's so many things that make me excited for competitive Pokemon. Pokemon is looking bright. The future is looking exciting right now. A lot to celebrate, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just super stoked for where the game's going. And I hope that you all listening are too, especially if you made it this far in the episode. I mean, if you made it this far and you're not the type of person who's excited by this, I'm very interested to hear your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. sure. So, I mean, I think we covered all the main things that we want to hit on today. JW, you have any hot takes? No, I mean, it's going to be good stuff, man. They could make, Pokemon could make, you know, every player's dream happen if they just talk a little bit more about TCG Live. Uh, tomorrow on thursday um, or at least <laughs> just give the us week like, of news yeah yeah or just give us another little little sniff a little little taste of what they got going on i mean that would be just unbelievable so we'll see but it's a good time to be a pokemon player and uh it's a good time to be listening to this cast i mean i have no uh plans and i know riley doesn't have any plans either of, of stopping this cast so uh, <laughs> like, like don't speak for whether or not i have plans <laughs> <laughs> so we will we will continue to bring you the high-level competitive analysis that you crave, that you need to stay at the top of your game. And, uh, and uh, yeah, continue to look forward to Tag Team. That's right. If you want to catch more of us, you can always check us out on social media. Our biggest platform is going to be on Twitter, at SmilesWithRiles, at RealJohnWalter, and at Tag Team Pokemon for myself, GW, and the cast, respectively. You can also catch us live on Twitch.tv every single week. Uh, we typically record on twitch.tv slash Munner, but JW records periodically, especially when I'm on my work trips on his channel at twitch.tv slash FlexDaddyRighteous, and he does awesome streams over there for his TCG content. And of course, check out JW's YouTube channel, same name, FlexDaddyRighteous. Thank you so much. Yeah, looking forward to it. Make sure to leave a rate and review, whether you liked it or if you had something to tell us, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.